Understanding of ERP modules is super critical as that drives pretty much everything when we think of ERP selection or implementation. Some ERP modules are more critical than the others. So which are the most common ERP modules? That's what we are going to discuss in Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hello, everyone. My name is Sam Gupta. I am principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm. We help our clients with digital transformation strategy, ERP selection, change management, and ERP implementation. On that note, let's go back to today's topic, which is going to be the top 10 most common ERP modules. Understanding which ones are going to be core versus non-core is always going to be debatable. Every ERP system treats them differently. In fact, they are going to package these modules differently as well. So it becomes very confusing overall which modules are going to be part of ERP. In fact, the definition of ERP might be debatable as well. So now let's look at the list. Number one on our list is financial management. And financial management will always be the core of ERP modules. If you ask in the financial community, they are going to debate that even finance teams or accounting teams, they might not use ERP as much just because they might be using some other systems such as your FP&A or the time and expense module. But still, from the transactional repository perspective, the ERP financial management module is still very critical because the finance, the chart of account, the general ledger, that forms the core of ERP. Every single transaction that you are going to be posting inside your ERP, that will be posted to your general ledger. And if any systems that are claiming to be ERP and they don't really have the general ledger or the accounting built, they are technically not an ERP system. So overall, if you look at the boundaries of financial management, so that general ledger, sub-ledgers, these are going to be part of your financial management module inside ERP. But the other things that are going to be super critical are going to be your AR, AP, cash management, bank management. Some ERP systems may even have the risk management or the budget management inbuilt as part of the ERP system itself. But let's say if you are going to be in the industries where you require slightly more sophisticated budgetary analysis, where you need to overlay your data with the external data or you require a lot more historical data, then your FP&A or CPM software is going to be handy. But depending upon the architecture, depending upon the industry, things might vary, but you are going to have some form of financial management as part of your ERP system. Now, when you look at different 
ERP types, some are going to be bigger, some are going to be smaller, and the financial management module might differ. Some are going to have the multi-entity functionality. Some are going to have a lot more globalization functionality, localization functionality in different countries. And that's what differentiates where these ERP systems are going to be a fit. So depending upon the breadth of your financial management module, you need to decide whether it is going to meet your requirements depending upon your business model, depending upon number of entities, depending upon number of country coverage that you have, and depending upon overall your operational transactions. So that's number one. Now, number two on our list is inventory management. And that may be for the product-centric industries or for the service-centric industries. Now, you might think that the service-centric industries might not require the inventory. But for the most part, from the ERP perspective, the definition of inventory is going to be anytime your SKUs are going to be coded, meaning they are going to have some sort of SKU numbers, that means that is going to be more of an inventory, even if it might not be a physical inventory or physical goods that you might be storing in the inventory. So for the services organization, you might still have things such as your service offerings or as part of your inventory that is still going to be sort of the inventory. So that whole inventory management drives pretty much everything from the costing scheduling uh, perspective. And that's why the inventory management module is super critical as well inside ERP, regardless of whether you have inventory or not. Some critical pieces of functionality as part of your inventory management is going to be those inventory layers, which is going to be your raw material, VIP finished goods, that may be slightly more applicable in your manufacturing. But let's say even if you are going to be distribution-centric organizations, the layers are going to be different. The other types of segmentation that you are going to see as part of your, in your inventory management is the MRO-centric inventory or if you have the SKUs that go through quality processes, then you might have a separate inventory for your quality processes. And similarly, you might have the fixture, tooling, Kanban, so many different uh, inventory types, depending upon the maturity of the software, you may have all of that, and that all falls under that inventory management module. The other critical pieces of functionality as part of your inventory management module is going to be those FIFO, LIFO layers, depending upon how your inventory is accounted, issued, received, those layers will play a big role in that. Then unit of measure plays a very big role in the inventory management as well. So depending upon the support of unit of measures, how many different layers are there? What kind of inventory do you have? Do you have matrix, dimensional inventory? All of that could drive in terms of, you know, how much functionality that you are going to be needing as part of your inventory management module. Some of the accounting systems, if you look at them, they don't necessarily formalize the inventory. And sometimes people might feel that these systems are really easy, but they are easy because they are not formalizing these SKUs. So you can have the text-based information, but using that, it's very hard to really get the insights that you might need at the product level, especially the micro-level insight that might be difficult. So accounting systems are not necessarily the ERP system. Once you get to an ERP system, that's where you are going to have formalized layers of inventory for everything pretty much whatever you might be carrying as part of your inventory. So that's number two.
Now, number three on our list is project management. And project management module might not be applicable to every single industry, but if you have either project-centric manufacturing or you have projects that you offer as part of your service offerings, then project management module is going to be super critical. There is one layer that you need to note with respect to your project management is that, that when you are looking at project management, sometimes you might have these ad hoc projects and you might be thinking that, you know what, you need to manage those projects as part of your ERP software. You can technically manage those as well, depending upon how much traceability do you require for those projects from the costing, scheduling, accounting perspective. But for the most part, the role of project management module is really to support your operational projects that you might be delivering to your customers that could be project manufacturing or project-centric either service or products that you might be delivering. That is the scope of your project management. Now, some companies, when you look at companies such as your marketing agencies or the software development agencies, they might not utilize an ERP for their project management workflows. They might have slightly operational-centric project management tool that helps them in managing resources, that helps them managing the projects. But typically with these project management tools, the key piece that you are going to be missing is going to be number one, the billing is not going to be as robust, even if they might do a little bit of billing, but it might not be able to cover all of these scenarios when you are going to be doing your client facing projects. The other things that are going to be missing from the project management is that whole finance accounting piece where you need to do the costing of the projects when you have to understand the costing of different resources. So the whole costing perspective is probably going to be missing from those best of breed PM software, even though they are going to be slightly easier to use for your operational teams. So depending upon the architecture required, depending upon which industry you are in, needs might vary. Sometimes the integration is super critical just because you need to track the cost and schedule for some projects. But in other cases, even the best of breed project management might be okay if your project management needs are probably going to be lighter. But overall, the project management module is one of the most important module of ERP, especially if you are going to be needing the embeddedness with respect to your project, to your accounting processes, to your procurement processes. That's where you need to host the project management module inside the ERP. So that's number three. Now, number four on our list is cost management. And cost management helps track the cost across uh, different business processes. Uh, it could be the cost of your services, products, or any other cost that you might be tracking. There are going to be different layers when it comes to costs. For example, let's say whether you are tracking labor, or just labor, or labor plus material plus uh, any sort of burden. In the services industries, uh, you might have different layers. There, you might have the benefits, etc., that you might be tracking uh, as part of your cost management. Again, the perspective here is not of payroll. It's really the overarching cost that you are tracking, whether you are working on a client project or you are doing any sort of job. Here, the role is going to be to track all of those costs so that you can price them appropriately. Or even if the simpler goal is going to be just to track the cost, um, you should be able to do this uh, as part of this module. Now, this module needs to be integrated with your 
financials and if it is not integrated you are not going to have the true sense of the cost uh, you are not going to get as much traceability insights into your micro profitability that's why the cost management is a critical module for the ERP and it has to be inside your ERP. Otherwise, there will be issues uh, if your cost management is sitting in an external system just because of the reconciliation required and um, the multiple data silos, you are not going to get true sense of your cost. So that's number four. Now, number five on our list is procurement management. And even inside procurement management, there might be layers in terms of how many systems uh, might do the handshake for your procurement management module. For the most part, when you look at the inside ERP, you are looking at at least the, the whole uh, purchase order management process or the purchase contracts, if you're keeping them inside the ERP, the whole P2P workflow, typically the, from the transaction perspective, resides inside the ERP. Now, some companies might utilize a P2P system just because it's easier and adds more efficiency to your procurement workflow, especially if you are going to be using something like catalog management, guided buying, and you have need for the vendor network, that's where your P2P systems might be handy. Now, you need to, if you have two systems as part of the, the module, then you need to decide the scope of your ERP versus P2P, what your ERP is going to be doing versus what your P2P is going to be doing. If you're cutting purchase order inside P2P uh, system, then you might be uh, handing over workflow once you have received, let's say the AP bill, or sometimes companies might send simply the payment and they might do disbursement inside your ERP. So depending upon the handshake, uh, there are always going to be pros and cons of every single design decision that you are going to make, where you are going to be keeping these processes. But for the most part, if you require a very tight integration, then you need to keep, the more you are going to keep inside ERP, the easier it is going to be to manage uh, that architecture. So that's number five. Now, number six on our list is service management module. And service management module is extremely critical as well, especially if you are going to have the service management as part of your service offering, whether it is going to be just the partial service offering, for example, let's say if you are doing some sort of field service support in the post-sale scenario, or you might be doing just minor service as part of your project itself. So in both cases, you are going to require the service management capabilities and these service management capabilities need to be tightly integrated with your core operational workflow. And if you don't have that, there will be issues. In some cases, when the service is slightly more disconnected business unit, which does not have as much collaboration with the operations, with the financials, it might be okay to keep it externally. Uh, but for the most part, the service management module gets very busy. And that's why it's a core module of the ERP. So the capabilities that you are going to see are going to be uh, the service orders, uh, the service scheduling, service inventory management, uh, the technician scheduling, and typically the scheduling for your services uh, uh, is going to be very different from your production scheduling. And in most systems, especially in the mid-market systems, it's probably going to be disconnected even at the micro level. So if you require that integrated scheduling, make sure you do thorough research of the ERP systems that you're looking for. If you have to track the entire schedule from your production to your field service, and then there might be some overlap with some of the other systems such as your CRM, OMS, e-commerce. Some of these systems might claim to do the service management as well. 
because it is touching that customer workflow. They are coming uh, with the cases, but if you are going to have this fragmented architecture where uh, half of your processes are residing in one system, and then the, the handshake is happening in the downstream system, sometimes there could be issues in making sure you are going to get that customer 360 for any of the cases, incidents, knowledge base that you have, there might be issues. But again, depending upon the need, you can design the architecture, whether you want to keep some of these processes inside your OMS CRM versus ERP, but the core operational processes that touch your financials need to be inside your ERP system. And that's why this is a core component or the core module of ERP as well. And that's number six. Now, number seven on our list is customer relationship management. And the capabilities that are going to be relevant for this module are going to be your sales funnel management, marketing spend management, territory management, commission management, quoting, estimation, etc. The one distinction that most people miss is going to be in terms of this whole marketing automation piece versus your CRM processes of an ERP. For the most part, the ERP systems are not designed for the marketing automation-centric processes when your lead is going to be in the pre-sales stage. The ERP systems take over the control when the, you are going to have some sort of financial sense of the opportunity. You don't wanna keep too many leads inside your ERP, otherwise that might pollute your ERP database as well, just because the customer instance that you are going to be keeping inside your ERP has far tightly embedded with your financial workflows. So you require sort of bank account associated with them. And in the pre-sale stage, you might not even have that. So that's why keeping those leads that are going to be in that pre-sales stage or in the marketing automation phase is probably not the best idea to keep inside your ERP. But let's say if you are in a business where you don't have very thick marketing automation piece, then you might be okay with the CRM module of your ERP. But, you know, for some businesses that are going to be really B2B heavy, where they are going to be very deep into your marketing workflows, then you probably require uh, some sort of marketing automation specialized tool that you need to design the handshake between this and the CRM module of the ERP. Having said that, CRM is still a very important component of ERP, and that's why it is number seven. Number eight on our list is manufacturing management and the capabilities that are going to be super critical from the manufacturing management perspective are your bills of materials, MRP, APS, mixed mode manufacturing management. And in some cases, it could be the preventive maintenance of assets, but that could fall under your asset maintenance module as well. So this is all manufacturing management overall as a bucket. Sometimes you might be using multiple systems to keep your manufacturing management process, uh, one of the key systems that you are going to find is going to be your MES. So you need to design the workflows between your MES versus ERP. MES might keep some of the quality process, especially the ones that are going to be related to your shop floor, depending upon how busy your shop floor is and whether you require the real-time interaction with your machines, uh, whether you need to communicate that with machines or not, typically those will drive the need for an MES. But overall, you need to look at the boundary between your ERP and MES and need to design the workflows. But for the most part, when you look at the manufacturing management fees, especially the core component of manufacturing, such as your BOM, inventory, all of that needs 
to be part of your ERP process or ERP system. Otherwise, you might have issues with your ERP project. Now, sometimes it might be also confusing overall, what is the scope of manufacturing? Manufacturing could mean a lot of different things. Sometimes people get confused that, you know what, even conception is manufacturing or software development is manufacturing. Yes, those could be perceived as manufacturing as well, because overall from the project management perspective, they have very similar life cycle for your costing scheduling. And that's why people say that, you know what, they could be manufacturing as well. But there are always layers in terms of how the manufacturing might differ for these industries. So make sure you are doing due diligence, whether the existing manufacturing workflow that might be designed for slightly more manufacturing centric processes, whether they are going to work for your software development, construction or not. But having said that, manufacturing management is still a very important module of ERP, and that's why it is number eight on our list. Now, number nine on our list is the warehouse and logistics management. And in warehouse and logistics management, the whole bucket may have a lot of different layers, especially if you are going to be using a dedicated WMS solution for your warehouse processes. The capabilities that you are typically going to be looking at uh, with respect to your warehouse management are going to be pick, pack, ship, warehouse, and location management. Now, in that as well, you might have layers in terms of which system is going to keep the locations, which system is going to be responsible for inventory, which system is going to be responsible for allocation. Now, depending upon your architectural needs, depending upon your business processes, how they are structured, depending upon your reconciliation needs, depending upon your transaction volume, the architecture and design could vary. And that's where you need to define the scope of what is going to be scope of your warehouse versus what is going to be warehouse management system or what is going to be scope of your ERP. But you need to keep some processes inside your ERP for it to work unless you are going to be in industries. For example, let's say if you are in retail where they don't use ERP as much for the inventory management, if you are going to be in the pure play retail, sometimes for them, the ERP is going to be just the general ledger just to track the accounting. So the only thing they are going to send to your ERP is just the, the GL and ERP is responsible only for the financial piece. Everything else resides inside your either POS, OMS or uh, WMS layer. So again, depending upon the industry, things might vary, but for the most part, you will require some warehouse capabilities inside your ERP system. That's why it is a critical module. The other layers that you need to be thinking about when it comes to warehouse and logistics uh, module is if you're going to require any sort of hardware integration, uh, and that's going to be your ASRS systems, the AGV systems, any sort of uh, the material handling equipment systems, all of those typically integrate with your WMS. So if you have those needs, then obviously you are probably going to need a WMS system in your architecture, but that will be interacting with ERP in some shape or form. And that's why you would require some capabilities and that is going to be critical to keep inside your ERP. So that's number nine. Now, number 10 is quality management module. Quality management is super critical as well for companies that might be in the regulated industries. And quality could have several different layers overall. Number one is going to be the, when you have these returns, the quality is going to be super important there. From the procurement perspective, when you are buying these materials, you need to do the quality processes there. And then obviously your shop floor as well. So 
quality processes depending upon the industry the needs might vary but the features the core features that you are going to find inside your quality systems are going to be the material review board and the material review board is going to be the whole workflow that gets kicked off if there is going to be a material that is not good to be received inside your inventory so you need to go through the the whole material review planning and there might be several different implications cost implications in terms of what needs to be done with that material before it can be released or posted to your inventory now next features that you are going to see inside your quality module is going to be the quality inspections the test cases the certifications corrective action workflows non-conformances all of these features are going to be part of your quality module now even inside quality management module there might be layers some systems might be claiming them as the quality management but the only thing that they might be doing is just the documentation management from the compliance perspective they might be doing collaboration but for the most part the data and the operational processes they typically reside inside your erp system in fact the erp systems are not necessarily designed for those documentation workflows especially when you look at these redlinings the approvals of documentation the erp systems processes might feel a little bloated for that and that's why those quality systems might be okay to use either in the standalone fashion or in the integrated fashion but for the most part the quality processes will be residing inside the erp system so that's number 10 if you enjoyed this video we publish these videos on a weekly basis and if you have not subscribed to our youtube channel you might want to do that we also publish these videos in the audio form on WBS Rocks, which is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. So you might want to hit the subscribe button there. We are going to include a detailed analysis. Uh, the link is going to be below, so check that out. Also, if you have not checked our digital tra transformation report for 2023, it covers a lot of these topics in deep detail. So you might want to check that. On that note, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.